0: Hey What's your name? My name's Buddy (laughs) Does someone need a hug? (laughs) I just wanted a hug Oh It's like a Christmas tree. Hey, have you seen these toilets? They're ginormous. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. You like sugar, huh? Is there sugar in syrup? Yes. Then yes. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I plan out our whole day. First, we'll make snow angels for two hours, and then we'll go ice skating, and then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then to finish, we'll snuggle. I've got to go to work, buddy. Francisco. Go, Mr. Francisco? Francisco, that's fun to say. Francisco. <gasps> Hi! Hey. Buddy the elf, what's your favorite color for this house? Ooh! <sighs> sucky. That is marvelous how <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's very sucky. <laughs> it's very <laughs> sucky. <Whew. laughs> oh, once again Elf manages to bring the magic, huh? Oh my goodness, kiddos. Are you guys in here? Oh, no, no, no. No, that's not okay. Like, you're not allowed to be quiet in this place. So I'll ask it again. Kiddos, are you in here? Yeah, That's a little bit better. That's a little bit better. Love it. It's so fun to have you guys here uh, in this big room. I know you guys love the other rooms, and they're awesome. And we love that you get to be there. But it's so much fun to have you guys in here as well. And we just love it. Um, You know, here at Mosaic, if you have not been around for a while, uh, you may notice as you come in that in our hallways and in our lobbies, and even in this room, after we kind of get finished here and we're making our way out, it will not be unusual for you uh, to find kiddos running around at the fastest pace that they can. It would not be totally unusual to have me racing them. I'm just saying. But it would not be totally unusual for you to find them in here playing hide and seek. And it wouldn't be totally unusual for me to be under one of the chairs with them. And and the reason that that would not be unusual here is because here at Mosaic Church, uh, we wholeheartedly not only believe, but are actively engaged in making sure that this beautiful place called the house of God is one of the favorite houses for our kiddos to come to. That when they come here, that they feel the most free and the most fun and the the most happy here. Because this is where they encounter the one that we hope they spend the rest of their lives falling more in love with. And that they spend the rest of their lives discovering how much he has always loved them. And so here, it matters a great deal that we would never be a people that would hinder the children from experiencing the fullness of God by being who they are children and enjoying the things children enjoy, and if that is at the cost of a few dodgings in the lobby and a few distractions from the noises and screams and wonder of the sound of children and a few spilled drinks on our stupid chairs that don't matter, then we are thrilled by that. So, kiddos know this, you've heard it in this room. Here in this church, when you walk in these doors, we do not want you to go quiet and not be seen. We want you to be you because we adults need lots of learning from you, just like you need lots of learning from us. And that is how we do it here because we love it. And the reason we do that is not just because we thought that will be a grand idea, We understand that as adults, as we've grown up, that we find oftentimes the movements, the pace, the speed, the sounds, the the interruptions of children to be exactly that. Uh, Interruptions and distractions. But the one we follow, Jesus, did not see it that way. And when he sees something a certain way our best bet is to see it like he does. That's right. Anytime we see anything in any way that is not like he sees it, we are wrong, he is right. So if he had a view of what it should be for us adults to experience the reality of the beauty of children, then we should see it the same way. And this is what he said about the kiddos in our midst, in the community of God. In other words, this isn't just kids in your home. This is when the kids show up and they are in the community of God with Him. This is how it rolls. So listen to this. It, it says this uh, in the book of Matthew. It also says it in the book of Mark. We're reading out of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 13. Then children were brought to Him, the Him is Jesus, that He might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people. Catch this, right? Jesus is busy with important adult things, and the people decide to bring their kids to Jesus so he can pray for them, so he can hang out with them, so he can chat with them, so that they can experience him. And the disciples are like, What are you doing? Get the kids out of here. They're causing a ruckus. They're distracting. They're going to run on the chairs. If they had a building, that's what they would be saying. But Jesus said, verse 14, let the little children come to me. And this is my favorite part. And do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and then went away. I, I, I do wonder that little then went away part because it's always odd to me when there's a little addition that doesn't seem to matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would Matthew and Mark write that Jesus took the kiddos and then they would write right after that and then he just went away? I don't know for sure, but I am going to guess That it is probable that what surprised the disciples is that whatever work Jesus was doing for and with the adults, when the kiddos showed up and they tried to keep the kiddos away, Jesus said, Bring them to me. And when he was done with the kids, he left. As though to say, (laughs) You guys missed the point. I am not here for the adults exclusively. I'm not sitting around waiting for the kids to grow up so I can be their savior. I am their savior now while they are kiddos, as I am your savior now while you are an adult. So if Jesus in this space said, listen, pay attention adults. We don't keep the kids from me because they are a distraction. We bring the kids to me. And notice that when you think about the kingdom of heaven and who that place belongs to, you ought to look at the way children Think and behave and pay attention to that because the kingdom belongs to such as these. So what is it that Jesus might have meant there? Because we know in this room that we are to abandon childish ways, right? We are not to be childish. And when we are childish, we are supposed to mature out of childish ways. But what does it mean to be childlike? Because what Jesus is not saying is do not be in any way like a child. He's saying don't be childish, but be childlike. And how is it that we should be childlike? What is it in our pursuit of adulthood that we often lose that is childlike while we are trying to be less childish? And to be childlike, this is what I was curious about. I I, I tried to figure out what is it about a child that I know as an adult, I have probably lost some of and actually find myself quite frustrated at times by the reality of this childlikeness. And the first thing that came to mind, because if you are a parent in any way, parenting your own children, or having had the privilege of watching or parenting others' children's as well, you know that when your children are young, what do they do? They ask how many questions? Oh, listen to the laughter. Kiddos, do you like questions? Yeah, absolutely. Because there's so many things in the world to discover. There's so many things in the world to know. Everything around a child is fascinating. What is that? What is that? Why is that? What happens there? Why did you say that? Why did that happen? And what is that? Well, that's a window. That's a door. That's a plant. And then, you know, you drive in the car and you're driving past ordinary things. All you want to say to them is, these are just ordinary things. For goodness sakes, can you stop looking at all the ordinary things and paying so much attention to all the ordinary things and then asking about them? This is an ordinary conversation. Why does every word in every sentence seem to matter to you? What do you mean by that? What is that? Why do you say that? What does that word mean? Why? Why? Curiosity is not something we should have ever lost. Curiosity is something we should have maintained. And the older we get, the more ordinary the extraordinary world around us becomes. The more ordinary the humans around us become. And we miss a great deal because in every sentence, every word does matter. And around you, every ordinary thing matters. The fact that there is a door and it opens and closes should matter to you. The fact that an airplane can take off off the ground should matter to you. I try every time I sit on a plane to tell myself at the beginning of the runway, regardless of the fact that you have sat in this seat a thousand times, pay attention, this thing's going to leave the ground. And when it does, you ought to be super odd. And then I hold and I watch and as it takes off, I'm like, oh, how is this happening? I know how it's happening. I've read about it. But it doesn't matter. It's incredible. And we ought to be more curious and pay more attention because that's what I know Jesus looked to in part when he said, it's curious people who pay attention to my creation and to me and to the others that I've put around them that are the recipients of my wonder and beauty and of heaven itself. Curiosity is paying attention. in in Romans chapter one, in in Genesis chapter one and two, and throughout multiple letters that Paul and Peter and John wrote, they write about creation. And Paul kind of sums it up in Romans chapter one where he says, listen, when it comes to creation, God's invisible qualities, his creativity, his power is revealed through creation. And we humans are called in Genesis his image bearers, when you see one of us, you see in part the reality of God. We are not God, but we reflect God. How much ought we to pay attention to creation and to each other? A lot. And then I love that children are simple. There's a simplicity to children, isn't there? It's it's it, we call it an innocence sometimes, but let's not pretend children are innocent because they're not. Thank you. But there is a simplicity to them. The things are simple. I always notice the simplicities in things like when they want to help somebody that's you know, perhaps struggling with homelessness. And they're like, can we just help them? And then what do us adults do? Well, it's complicated. It's complicated. Is it complicated? Well, yeah, but it's also not. It's also not. And there's so much about children that are just, there's a simplicity and a beauty to it. You also notice this in children's books, don't you? Children's books are profound, aren't they? I mean, you know, go dog, go. I'm just saying, who knew? Who knew that you would read that book a thousand times and it would never lose its wonder? And you might be saying, I'm, I'm sorry, it lost its wonder like day one. I'm like, not for me. Every time I get to that part, it's like, and I'm wondering who, who sat and just thought it would be fun just to keep saying, go dog, go. And then a dog went up and then a dog went down and then a dog went side. Every children's book, every children's book, what makes it profound is it's pure simplicity. This year, um, my wife had received a children's book from a dear friend, uh, Kim Clocus had given it to, to Brooke. It's called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. And um, she read it, and then as we did our uh, Christmas staff party, uh, we, uh, in, in the staff gifts, we always have one particular piece of the staff gift be something that is, whether it's a movie or a, a thing, and this year it was children's books. And so we put this children's book into each of the staff gifts. And then we also um, picked a children's book for each staff person. So I read well over 60 children's books uh, before Christmas. And I was reminded in reading the children's books how profound simplicity is. And when you think about children's books, you think about simplicity. And, and I'm just gonna read for you. Kiddos, uh, you gonna love this. Adults, you gonna love this. I'm going to read for you just very briefly a few sentences out of this book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Uh, just, to, just to demonstrate to you how profound simplicity is and how much we ought to come back to just not overthinking everything and just being who we are and stepping out and trusting God. Listen to this. The book starts this way. Page one. Hello. Hello. That's it. Page one. <laughs> hello. Saying hello is one of the most profound human things we can do. Hello. Hello. Yes, it's beautiful. Why is it so beautiful when it's so simple? Hello. Listen to this one. Here's one for you. <clears throat> what do you want to be when you grow up? Asked the mole to the boy. Kind. Kind said the boy. Yeah, did you, did you hear that? Oh, why? But, but, but it's true, right? It's true, why? Because it's so simple and we all want it. Well, you know, we can have it. Simplicity is not out of reach. Listen to this. Most of the old moles I know would say they wish they had listened less to their fears and more to their dreams. Amen. Imagine how we would be if we were less afraid. It's so simple and so profound. I mean, I'm only reading like the smallest little bits, but listen to this one. Here we go, listen to this. The horse said to the boy, tears fall for a reason and they are your strength, not your weakness. God help us be more like that. Take the American way and bury it take God's way and live in it. I don't hate America. I just hate some of its ways. Nothing beats kindness, said the horse. It sits quietly beyond all things. I just read a few little sentences out of a children's book. And we pay more attention to that than we often do because there is a simplicity about the way children function that's awesome. And then the last of the three I came up with, there's more, but I came up with three. What are the three? They are curious, they are simple, and here it is. They wonder a lot. I don't mean like curious wonder, although that's also wonder. So you can kind of say this, they wonder and they are simple and they wonder. The one wonder is, I wonder what that means. And the other wonder is, that's wonderful. Listen to this. I love this. This is so awesome. This is in the Bible. So Jesus goes into the temple and he tips over all the tables because all the people are using his house for inappropriate things, right? Because this is God's house and it is a house of prayer. So you remember that scene? This is toward the very end of his, his time on our planet. Uh, And he's in Jerusalem and and he goes into his house and he just throws everything around. He says, get out. This is my dad's house. What are you doing? But we forget in that same scene what happens next. It's so crazy. Sorry. I just love coming. Like, I, I just forget that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. Listen to this. Right after that, he's in the temple still. He's just done the whole whip thing and the tables thing to get out. And then it says this, and the blind and lame came to him. In the temple. And he healed them. The same moment. The same moment. But listen to this. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did. And the children crying out in the temple. Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. So the the, the scribes and the Pharisees. They watched Jesus throw the tables around, and then all the blind and the lame come to him and like, can you heal us? And he's like, sure. And then who is in awe? The children. The children are like, whoa, did you see that? That's amazing. And what are the adults doing? The Pharisees. We're indignant. How dare he do such things on this day? Look at these silly children thinking it's one of Hosanna, the son of David. They were indignant because the children were saying that Jesus was the Messiah. That's what that specific sentence is, Hosanna to the son of David. It is a prophetic statement about who Jesus is. And they were mad. You can't say that about him. And this is what Jesus said. I love this. And they said to him, do you hear what these are saying? So they said to Jesus, make them stop. They think you're the Messiah. Jesus said to them, yes, yes. <laughs> I do hear what they're saying. In case you're wondering. But have you not read out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise? Oh man, Jesus is like, you want to you know You want to know what kind of worship, what kind of praise is the very best kind? Here's the very best kind of praise. That I would wonder about things, that I would then, after wondering, not overthink it, and just be excited about the simplicity of things. Opening a Christmas present, setting up a tree, going out into my day, meeting another person and having a simple conversation, saying, Hello! I would just constantly find myself going, this is wonderful. And then as that wonderful rises, I would do what? Worship the one who said, you will know my invisible qualities. You will know my power. You will know my creativity. You will know me as you watch and pay attention to what's around you that I have made. And as you watch and pay attention to the other humans who know me through whom I am reflecting my image. We are into the new year with lots of, I'm sure, New Year's resolutions. And for some of you like, yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet, but I'm behind. Take a deep breath. Maybe this year, not that those are bad, make a big list. I love it. But this year, maybe, maybe we back up a bit. And we just say, maybe this year, instead of a long list of goals that I've got to go adult my way through, maybe this year I just simply say this. Kiddos, thank you for what we learn from you. Thank you for what you bring to us as a biblical community, that you are curious, that you think simply and don't overthink, and that you are in awe of the silliest things. I love it. Adults, Pay attention more this year. Be more curious. Don't overthink things so much. For goodness sakes, be in awe and wonder and let your hearts worship the one who is showing himself to you every day in every way through the simplest, most ordinary things. Amen? Jesus said, do not hinder the children from coming to me. Instead, pay attention to them and be more like them. Because childishness must go, but childlikeness must stay. Let's pray. God, thank you for your extraordinary love for us and the many ways in which you do indeed mature us and grow us and show us new and wondrous things so that we would set aside our childish ways and become more like you. But let us not forget Or let us not be deceived into thinking that you are not childlike, full of curiosity and wonder, full of the extraordinary reality of making ordinary things extraordinary. God, you showed us the way of simplicity and curiosity and wonder. And we want to be like you and we want to be like the children you made. So help us in this room. Child or adult, to continue to press into paying attention more to what is around us, both the things in the world and the people, being curious about that, not overthinking everything. And God, help us as we discover the wonder of the ordinary and the extraordinary around us, that we would be stirred into awe and wonder and worship you with all of our hearts, like those children did in the temple when you did awesome things, and they sang Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. May our voices rise together as we do the same, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.